Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 15th of February. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, it's a big day today, Super Thursday, the first one of the reporting season and a lot of stocks already dropped and we'll go through some of those in a minute. But first off, the scores and the doors and it's very much back to buy the dip in the US and we did see the Dow Jones up 152 points or 0.4 of a percent, 38,424. We had a high of 170 up and a low of minus 78. So not a particularly volatile day in the US but closing very much towards its highs which is a good thing. The S&P 200 SPY futures on the ASX up 52 points. We were down 56 points yesterday, so looks like it never happened yesterday. So we're looking at a much better day today. Uh, We did see NASDAQ up 1.3%, 204 points to 15,859. The S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle up 0.96%, 47 points back above 5,000. 5,001 will take that. And the Russell 2000, which had a miserable old day the previous session on the back of those CPI numbers, up 2.4%, 48 points back above 2000, 2012. And the VIX index in all that was down 9.1%, 14.43. As I said, SPY futures up 52 points. We were down 56 yesterday. The banks obviously under some pressure following the CBA result, which I wrote, uh, I did an interview for Livewire. You can see that in the newsletter today. Uh, But certainly uh, that is something, if you're interested in the CBA, and let's face it, who isn't, have a little look at that. But certainly, you know, yesterday, to some extent, CBA was getting squeezed a little bit by uh, both ends uh, with competition in deposit rates, which is partly uh, a problem for them because being the biggest deposit base in the country it obviously affects them more than others to some extent and like an aging gunslinger everyone's coming for you and in uh, also mortgage competition continues so a little bit of underwhelmingness in CBA but nothing too dramatic they still made five billion in uh, cash profit so not exactly uh, to be sneezed at as far as uh, the rest of the world goes of course uh, the u.s last night was dominated once again by results once again by tech stocks we had u.s 10-year yields back down to 4.265 down 5.7 basis points two years back to 4.58 and the aussie 10s back to 4.24 down five and a half basis points so bond yields down again So bonds rising, equity markets rising in tandem. That is the way of the world. Bitcoin having a great night, nearly hit 52,000, 51,574. The Aussie dollar back up towards 65 cents. The US dollar under a little bit of pressure, as you would expect, given the CPI number reaction uh, dwindling a little bit and those bond yields coming back. Uh, We did see a little bit of selling in the US dollar, helping the Aussie uh, not really helping commodity prices that much, but uh, maybe it will to some extent. As far as U.S. stocks go, uh, once again, NVIDIA just continue to march ever, ever higher. They've got their results next week, so that is going to be interesting. Nobody apparently wants to be short 
going into those results. Up 2.5% last night. AMD, 4.2% higher. Netflix, up 4.5%. Meta, up 2.9%. Tesla, even having a good night, which fed through into lithium stocks, up 2.5%. Amazonians, up 1.4%. Alphabetti Spaghetti, up half a percent. Microsoft, up 1%. Apple, though, not really the apple of anyone's eye at the moment, has been languishing compared to the other tech stocks, down a half a percent. Looking at the U.S. banks, a little bit of interest creeping in there. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley, though, pretty much unchanged. But Citi had a good night, up 2.3. Wells Fargo, up 0.6. And Bank of America, up 1.2%. CBA in trade overseas, uh, down 1.9%. ResMed overseas, up 0.8. And Avita Health, up 2.2%. So last night, very much a case of reverse all engines in the U.S., as uh, we have seen that by the dip coming back in. So, um, again, the uh, S&P 500 above 5,000. We did see some Fed speak as well last night, uh, suggesting that uh, things were still pretty much on track. So, um, US market continues to push ever higher, even despite the blips. All right, we're looking at commodities last night. We did see the oil price come off 1.3% in Brent crude. WTI down $1.20 or 1.5%. Gold pretty much unchanged, still below 2000 though. Platinum up 1.9%. Silver up 1.1%. And LME copper down half a percent. Nickel up half a percent. Aluminium up 0.7%. Zinc up 0.3%. Lead doing okay, up 1.1%. And LME ton down 0.6 of a percent. Nothing really still on the iron ore pricing. Uh, China, of course, still closed, although we did get Hong Kong back on stream yesterday. They came back early. Uh, That was up 0.8 of a percent. India was up 0.4, and uh, we did get Japan down just over 1% yesterday. In terms of uranium, just a little bit of slippage there. Lithium pretty much unchanged. Looking at the miners overseas, BHP bouncing back. Uh, 1.6%, Rio up 0.7%, Glencore down 0.3%, Freeport McMoran up 1.5%, and lithium stocks better, Arcadium up 2 Sigma up 4.4%, we did see a good rise yesterday in their buddies across the way in Latin resources on the back of a new ED, and SQM up 2%, Sigma up 4.4%, Arbamal up 2%, so maybe we're starting to see a little bit of stability creeping in to that lithium market and the lithium producers, at least at the moment. In terms of results out, and it is a big deluge today, as I said, it is Super Thursday, the first one to hit, and we have had a whole plethora, or plethora, whichever way you want to pronounce it, of results out this morning. And I guess let's go through some of the big ones. We have had Telstra. Uh, They have, according to the media, this is a little bit fallacious, I think, has shrunk its full-year earnings guidance. It really has narrowed and tightened its earnings guidance uh, as it overhauls its enterprise business. It did deliver, though, a rise in interim net profits to a billion bucks. It also pushed up its dividend as well. That uh, interim net profit was up 11.5%. Origin out as well this morning. Uh, the net profit for Origin, a pretty big number for them, uh, making hay while the sun shines. Uh, they reported uh, a profit of uh, a jumbo. It really was a jumbo profit, $747 million 
Uh, a year ago it was 44 million. So uh, a big, big increase there. And guidance, uh, they have said FY24 guidance um, is expected to be a positive. Con uh, let's have a look at this in a little more detail. FY24 guidance, energy markets, EBITDA 1.6 to 1.8, excluding Octopus Energy. They have tentacles everywhere. Uh, Octopus's origin share of Octopus is expected to be positive contribution of less than 100 million. And for FY25, the energy market's EBITDA is expected to be lower compared to FY24. So uh, that is of interest there in origin. But it does look as if, in some respects, it was uh, a good move for the Brookfield bid not to succeed. Other big ones today, we have West Farmers out as well. Once again, showing the strength of Bunnings. Maintained its profit and revenue levels in the first half. And that is despite the weakening outlook for lithium segment. Net profit up 3% to $1.4 billion. Uh, revenue rose 0.5 of a percent. Treasury wine estates, though, not such a good number from them. It looks like they've suffered a hefty fall in profits in their U.S. wine business. And it has trimmed its dividend from 18 cents to 17 cents. Once again, uh, the focus very much on premiumization of the business. The CEO, Tim Ford, said a deliberate strategy to hold off on allocations of some high-end Penfolds range until the June half. They are hoping for China to lift its wine tariffs. That had been a partial handbrake, but margins in the US were down to 20.8% compared to 241 uh, the Penfolds division lifted earnings by 2.9% to $187 million. Uh, more on the origin number. Interim dividend, 27.5 cents, up from 16.5. Uh, the CEO said he expected origin's strong first half performance to carry over in the second half. Um, so not bad at all there from origin. Uh, Telstra out this morning. Uh, they have narrowed or tightened that guidance. Uh, Full-year earnings guidance, uh, they say, is shrunk, according to the media, but I'm not sure that's really the way of things. Uh, mobile still remains uh, their big, big driver there. We've got lots of other companies reporting today. Magellan, there are talk in the newspapers today that they may even announce a new CEO. We've got uh, Whitehaven and We've got Beacon Lighting, which I think is out already. And we do have today Labour Force Expectations, data 11.30. Uh, the uh, numbers, uh, the economists are expecting employment to grow by about 15,000 over January. And they're expecting a leading, uh, well, a lead tick up in the unemployment rate from 39 to 4%. So um, NAB is expecting growth of 30,000 and a slight rise in the jobless rate to 4%. I guess a slight rise in that jobless rate will be seen as a positive and maybe usher in a little bit more talk of earlier rate cuts from uh, the RBA. We've also got Whitehaven Coal out this morning, NPAT 372.3 uh, versus a year ago 1.79 billion. Uh, revenue was only 1.59 billion. A year ago it was 3.81 billion. FY24 guidance, uh, they've got managed ROM coal production guidance, 18.7 to 20.7 million tonnes, which is tracking within guidance, managed coal sales tracking within guidance, and uh, will continue to prudently manage capital in line with the capital allocation framework. CBA, some of the takeaways from yesterday. Uh, I did do an interview with Livewire, which you may want to have a look at. But in terms of analysts, we've got Baron Joey's 
uh, John Mott, who is a bit of a superstar. He has raised his target and maintains underweight. The target is he's raised from 85 bucks to $90. JP Morgan has raised their target from $88 to $89, remains underweight. Everyone is underweight CBA. Uh, the uh, CLSA guy has maintained an underperform. Target lowered there to $109.70 from $110. Really? Uh, Morgan Stanley uh, has lowered its target. Target lower to $93 from $94. And uh, Goldman Sachs finally on Commonwealth Bank. Target lowered there to $81.98 from $82.37. Every man and his dog. On the 16 analysts that uh, actually cover Commonwealth Bank. 81% of them have a sell, 19% have a hold on it. The average target price now is $91.29, and so far, they have all been wrong. In terms of domain holdings, uh, their numbers were out yesterday. Uh, some of the analysts there, we got the UBS analyst lowers target uh, to $3.75 from $3.80. JP Morgan lowers target, uh, slight downgrade there to the target price from $3.40 to $3.15. Jeffrey's analyst as low as target. Uh, the Baron Joey analyst has upgraded uh, to overweight from neutral. And the CSLSA analyst has upgraded as well. Target remains $3.40 for that one. In other news out this morning, uh, AMP, once a blue chip, now more a speculative one. We've got the analysts uh, holding forth on that one. Jardins has got a target price there of 115 since uh, JP Morgan's got a dollar and four as their target price, uh, Baron Joey has raised its target to 122 from 107, and uh, Jeffries has raised its target from 97 to a dollar 15 in that one. Goodman Group also out this morning uh, reported operating profit of 1.13 billion, which is up 29%. Continues to shine. A statutory net profit uh, was. Uh, it says here a loss of 220.1 million versus a year ago, 1.1 billion. Uh, Four-year guidance, OEPS growth, operating earnings per share growth of 11% year-on-year versus prior of 9%. Dividend distribution, rather, 30 cents a share reaffirmed. So that looks okay there. In other news out this morning, we've had uh, some news from Orica. It's completed stage one surplus Land sale at Deer Park, Victoria to Unisuper for $260 million. Beacon Lighting has come out with their numbers this morning. Reports half-year net income, $21.1 million. Uh, the market was looking for around $18 million. Outlook, company store sales momentum remains consistent with half one. Trade sales positive momentum has continued in the half to year two. Uh, West Farmers, once again, Bunnings, uh, the key there. Uh, we'll look at that one in a little more detail later. And we have got uh, other news out this morning in terms of broker moves. Uh, AP Eagers has been initiated a buy at Canaccord Genuity. Target price there is at $16. IDP Education, which had a stonking day yesterday, downgraded to a hold from a buy at Bell Potter. Target price cut there to $23.60 from $25. Seven Group, which had a great run yesterday. I've written more about that today in my uh, article. A target increased there to $44.30 from $38 from Bell Potter. Uh, upgraded to a buy from a hold there. And uh, that 
as they say. Oh, finally, a mesoblast. Some good news, some mesoblast. It seems that the FDA has granted orphan drug des- designation to Rexemesterol cell for hydroplastic left heart syndrome. So, some rare good news for mesoblast. So keep an eye on that one today. That is about it, really. Uh, one final one. Grain Corp upgraded to an ad from a hold at Morgan's. Target increased to $8.55 from $8.05. So it's all going to be about results today. Uh, Telstra Origin, West Farmers, Treasury Wine Estates, Goodman Group, some big leaders. This is Super Thursday. Enjoy. As always, may the trading gods be with you. We're we'll back again around lunchtime with the members' exclusive podcast. And of course, this evening with the end of day podcast. Thanks again. Have a great day.